Hello and welcome to episode 313 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of cgmagonline.com. And yeah, we have a very exciting show today. We also have a very PlayStation-tinted show today, and I think everything we're talking about is PlayStation. Except maybe at the end we'll be like, but what's everyone else doing right now? But that time is not now. Right now, I'm introducing the cast. Uh, we have uh, Editor-in-Chief, Mr. Uh, Brendan Fry. Brendan, how you doing? I'm good yourself. It's been a oh. while since I've been on the cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's good to have you back. We finally let you in after your, your mini suspension for, for, <laughs> for saying you don't like Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. We understand I mean, that you've great changed. film or best film, really. You've repented. Thank you. And we also have I Cole Watson. Hey, Alex. How you doing, Cole? I'm good. What about yourself, bud? Oh, you know, it's good. Anytime I get to sit on this cast, I mean, I guess sitting and doing this cast, there's no cast I'm sitting on, really. But anyway, you that's might be. how I'm we doing. We can't see you. We can't judge. That's true. That's true. I, anyway, hi Liam, how you doing? Hey, doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good to have you guys here. And uh, this is, as I said, very Sony directed. And we're gonna get to the PS5, which was the big, the big news from the week. They did the reveal. They showed the consoles. They showed some games. Um, but current gen is still going on, and I think one of the biggest uh, current gen games is The Last of Us Part Two, which is. Mm-hmm. Not out yet. It's out in a week, but the review yeah, like has been lifted. Week from now. Yeah, full like exactly a week, and the spoiler-free reviews are up. And uh, one of those spoiler-free reviews is done by uh, Cole Watson. Hi, Cole. By and, moi. Uh, oh. Well, if you could just give us a little overview before we sort of dive deeper into it, but uh, what did you think of The Last of Us Part Two? Uh, I think that it is a very worthy sequel to the original. That is a great cap off to this generation of consoles. I would wow. agree with that. Wow. I, I do have one thing to say, though, that I've been, I was thinking about as I was um, playing through the game, which I won't go into too many spoilers here. Um, it does feel like this is also the cap off to like a next generation or a next level of where Naughty Dog is going to be like. Because when Naughty Dog came into this generation, like PS4, uh, PS3 generation, it had this kind of light and airy feel to it. All the uh, Uncharted games had this kind of openness. They were very much kind of just adventure games. Mm-hmm. And since that, Naughty Dog has been moving darker and darker and darker and darker. And I feel this is their darkest game yet. Oh, fully agreed. Like one one of the things that they really wanted to push with Last of Us 2 is that mm-hmm. when you take a life in this game, you feel that. Because every yeah. NPC has a name. Every NPC has some sort of dialogue that they can discuss with around their companions of like, this is how my day's going. I can't believe these people are dead now. And then when you ruin their life, you really feel that. Right. And I, I sort of picked the quote from your review, but it says, no one in the world of The Last of Us is a hero or villain. They're all just survivors fighting every day for their lives and the things they cherish. So it's sort of looking at that thing where no one you kill technically is a quote-unquote bad person or for the most part i mean there are some bad people in this okay okay it's true so so there are some bad people but the wide majority of them are people just trying to live their lives and maintain sanity maintain control over what little they have left Mm -hmm. and i i think even when there are bad people it's the situation that pushed them to this limit. I don't think they necessarily, if they were living their nine to five life, I don't think they'd go around doing the things they're doing in this game. I really feel that is hell is other people kind of mentality where when people are pushed to the brink, they'll do some really bad things. Right. Yeah, there's no yeah. way you'd see a person playing a Vita in the open <laughs> nowadays. It's true. It's very <laughs> taboo. I mean, uh, people playing the Vita sort of, you know, they do it on the down low. They do it after 9 p.m. As they should. Yeah. It's always Hotline Miami. Yep, it is. <laughs> what else? Or Steins Gate, I guess. The only two Vita games ever released. Wow, look at that! <laughs> I it's pretty pray crazy. That one day Miramasa Rebirth will be freed from its prison. I mean, that's you know, a good game. Vita games uh, yes, seem to be potentially being freed version, from their prisons. And I'd love to play the DLC, which are the, like three or four miniature games with their own mechanics, yeah. multiple endings. I love to play them. Wow. <laughs> I can't. I think that's I mean, the most Vita talk Vita we've Vita ever had. Like Eighty bucks. I mean, Vita's pretty cheap right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're also opening their vault slowly but surely. 
Yeah, it's true. true. It's true. Yeah, they're bringing stuff all over the place. And getting, I yeah, Death Stranding, Horizon Zero Dawn, and then uh, mm. well, we have something on the weekend that is leaked that is Ooh. coming. Yep. We yeah, can't confirm leaked. that, but oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, I, I remember when the Vita originally came out. I didn't have a PlayStation Three, but I learned that you could like do the sort of crossplay with the PlayStation Three or like I liked the oh, remote play integrated. Yeah, the remote play, and they also yeah. had, they they did do a kind of a weird Nintendo Switch thing or a Nintendo um, Wii U thing where they mm-hmm. this the Vita could act as a second screen to certain games. It was very weird and not well implemented or yeah. I mean, but concept wise, yeah. I remember being on the bus and hearing about it. I don't know, just I don't know yeah. why I, I don't know who I heard about it from on a bus. Probably a friend, but it might have been a random dude yelling at who me knows? about the Maybe Vita. Maybe both. It might have been yeah. a friend, that be, a random dude that became a friend. Wow, I think so. Hey yeah. Gary, how you doing? But um, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I remember being so fascinated by it, and then checking the price and being like, "Wait, I don't even own a PS3. What am I doing?" But you know, <laughs> we, we've sort of got off track here. Which I mean, we're talking about the Last of Us. Uh, but so it is a very, obviously a very heavy game, and it it, it sort mm. of seems like it is very much its own. Like like there's some movies that people don't feel comfortable watching. Like some people just don't like horror movies, and they're like, "Yeah, this is right. too much for me." Especially good horror movies and, and stuff like that. Uh, is is The Last of Us that kind of game where it's sort of its own like you know this isn't for everyone if you're willing to 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 go there though it's a great story and and and, and sort of story over gameplay or uh what do you think on that call it's it can definitely push it can definitely push some people i think into some uncomfortable places um the the level of violence and brutality that is present in this game is pretty graphic like I know that Doom uh, Eternal is huge for that. It's that it's a bloodbath of demons and stuff. But this, because they set it in a realistic setting, and because they really f- make you feel grounded into the setting and into the characters, the the feeling of like what I said of that you're taking a life is very present here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's that's. Uh, I was just going to bring that up as well. Like, it's easy to get like there's a lot of slasher movies. Looking at the film analogy, that are just over the top, ridiculous, and they're gory as hell. But you never get that sense of unease. You never get that sense of true fear. But when yeah, you have a, think... a situation that is set so much in a potential future with characters that feel like people, not caricatures. It makes everything that happens to them and everything that you see more impactful, but also harder to witness. And right. I think that's I what think The Last of Us really kind of... Me. Yeah. Sorry. Continue, um, I think that the horror movie analogy gets pushed to its breaking point when you consider that audiences, because of the how slasher films are set up, they tend to identify with the killer and like mm-hmm they want to see the kills because they want to see what the staff has done to make the, to surprise them and right, right. be entertaining and who gets it, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Whereas what, what naughty dogs done with Ellie here is something, something very different. And it's, and I, feel like it's going to divide people on this game because you're not going to be rooting for the character and you're going to be forced into participating in some things that you won't approve of and don't want to mm. see. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the, the, the nature of the series has been, even at the end of the last game, you kind of were the villain. Yeah, I, I mean, want to argue that. I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but at the end of the last of us, one. Okay, Joel stops basically stops the last hope of humanity by killing everyone in a research facility to save Ellie. Right, because Spoiler. Ellie Ellie could have been the cure for for, for the virus, but yes. you know, but he, but he she would to have to die. Life. Right, she would have to die to do it, mm-hmm. and Joel would not let that happen. Partially selfishness because he wants to save her, and he's kind of his surrogate daughter, but right. also he's just. It's it's made to seem that it might be out of hope that he wants to save one person and that means something to him, right? But also it's kind of selfish, and you you could argue that Joel is the biggest killer and the biggest problem in the series, 
Uh, and I think that's kind of carried through this one with that that secret they both share together. They they both kind of semi knowingly share. Right. Yeah. And I feel that kind of is what kind of poisons the well of how their interactions are, but also how these characters kind of deal with the world. They are kind of the the fault. The the they're the reason the last hope of humanity is kind of dead. I'm yeah. kind of getting near flashbacks. Well, and <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because it's like, I mean, I think the ending for the Last of Us is is so strong because it is like, well, they are kind of screwing up the last hope for humanity, but they're also he's also saving a human life, and it's sort of like that yeah. that thing of like, isn't that what humans should do? Kind of thing. But it's it's you know it's obviously a an ending that sort of makes you think, which is why I was sort of surprised that they did decide to do a sequel. But I'm I'm happy to hear from 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 everything. I, I haven't played it yet, but from from what I've heard, that it was it's it's not just a sequel to make more money, which you yeah. know obviously that's why people make games too. They need to provide for their families and all. But it does seem to be a natural um sort of next chapter and one that does add to the overall um, Last of Us uh, narrative. Yeah, it definitely addresses where things left off, and it really resumes that conversation that the ending mm-hmm. have. Uh, of where, yeah, there was the the thing of like, yeah, Joel's really acting selfish in this moment, but it's like, yeah. is the world too far gone? I mean, yes. The answer is yes, the world is too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> that Spoiler. is the answer. Like, if we made yeah, a cure, it, are, are suddenly everyone going to suddenly <laughs> well, just drop their weapons and communicate yeah. well, again? I mean, you know, I, whatever you, cl- clickers or clackers or... Well, clickers, yeah. I just yeah, mean yeah. that... I haven't exactly been keeping up with the marketing material, but I've only seen like a single three-second clip of zombies, and everything else uh, I've seen is just. I mean, there's zombies. There's definitely they, zombies. they released like zombies. a 20-minute playthrough. I yeah, think, I, of, of, I a month or so ago. There's probably zombies in that, and I didn't watch yeah. that. I think that I think that was the most thing, but it, it's yeah, it's definitely a. Is playing this game weird because we're sort of in like a pandemic thing? Like, did did that come I up have, for you guys at all? Yes. Ironically, okay. I think <laughs> a little too I close to home. The last okay, yeah, it's probably more weird because in this one, it's like there are. It looks like there are scenes that take place, like in areas where it's generally safe. The spores or whatever are not floating around these places. It's yeah. They're I, I haven't played it, but, but from what here. I can tell, that's like, it's a very short-lived happiness. Like, you see that in the commercials, you see people dancing, and I'm like, oh, no, Naughty Dog, I know I what mean, you do. We, we got, Cole is right here. He might be able to answer. Hi, Cole Watson. Are, are, are people happy <laughs> for the whole game? Is it, a, is it a happy, 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 happy? It happy? has moments of warmth, and, and that really capture uh, the relationship between the characters and such. But... The, to get those just small moments of warmth and happiness, yeah. you have to go through a whole street of bodies. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which sort of brings me to my, my question. Is is it a game that you would revisit now that you finished it? Is it is it fun to play? Because I know that it's a an emotional experience. I know that it's it's well crafted, the story's good and it's like as a as a piece of video game sort of art sort of uh, fits there, but is it something that as a game you would want to go back to? I would definitely want to relive the story, mm-hmm. but one aspect of The Last of Us 2 that is not that has been cut away from its predecessor is actually the multiplayer component. Okay. And I really enjoyed Last of Us 1's Factions multiplayer. It had Literally never played it. I I've heard of this from, from some people is that they only <laughs> played it for the story, but I I I thought the multiplayer component was really worthwhile. I've seen because... footage of the of the multiplayer, and it actually looked pretty compelling. The only problem what is happens I in it? What tend you, not to what play you, that what stuff. Do you do? So in the multiplayer for The Last of Us 1, this may have just been one of a few modes. I don't really know. But there's one mode where you're playing oh. as some dude. And <laughs> what you want to do love that, love is, that. like, it actually incorporates systems from the main game that you might not expect like crafting in a multiplayer match like a a deathmatch arena with people scurrying around Um, and you can and if you manage to do a takedown on another player you can get intel from them 
it's been a long time since I watched this stuff, so I can't really remember how it works. Well, since you played but, it, how uh, did it? How, what do you remember? And you loved it too. It. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, We've done that sorry. twice now, where like I've speculated, and Brennan's like, "Yo, you know, Coles. He's like, he's played the game, and he's." Also <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's mainly a 4v4 uh, kind of multiplayer match where, like Liam said, uh, a lot of the in-game mechanics that were present in the story are present here. So the crafting, uh, the looting, all that kind of stuff. Um, but but also loadouts. And one of the more interesting things that I enjoyed was the social media integration where you could pair your Facebook to this. And so your friends list would show up in your uh, faction camp. And what you're trying to do uh, every time you succeed in a multiplayer match is that you're feeding your camp of survivors. You're contributing to your faction uh, by giving them food, ammo, all this stuff to defend themselves. And so it's kind of like a mini meta narrative where if you're if you aren't performing as well in the multiplayer mode, your camp is suffering and you're seeing people that, you know, die. And so it, 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 it's an interesting way that they handled multiplayer and one that I would have loved to see them revisit here in the sequel and see right. how they can enhance it. Maybe throw in the infected in certain game modes or uh, change up how they wanted to do the social media integration. Stuff like that I would have been really uh, interested to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean it's, it's cool that the original game sort of had that, that, you know, that, that story you could tell, but then something you can do for fun sort of after. Not that the game isn't fun, but it's sort of that uh, that thing going on. It's just uh, something that really helps prolong it that much further. Yeah. And so I, I guess the sort of last thing that I had on, on the docket, but did you guys get any spoilers leaked before you played the game? Were you were you aware of, of the, that happened? Because there was, there was the big spoiler dump, like, I don't know, a month or so ago that... Um, that sort of went what went viral online. Did you guys uh, get exposed to that? And if so, did that change your enjoyment of the game, or did it not really matter in in, in the grand scheme? I jumped right in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I saw them pop up uh, because I was. I think I was looking for. I think uh, Naughty Dog had posted like a thing of like, yeah, we we've heard like uh, the things uh, have leaked and such. But uh, I couldn't find that post. Instead, I found the full Reddit thing of like, oh yeah, here's what it, here's what happens. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I glanced over it. And I'm like, oh, I've already seen too much. I've already seen a, a, a pivotal story detail. And I'm like, right. okay, let's see what it all has. But there was so much more to discover right. when I actually got into the game. That's good to hear. So I mean, all, I... All, I'm going to throw it up. Oh, sorry, sorry. Continue, Liam. I was... I was just going to mention the fact that I'm only, as I said, only about six to seven hours in, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, but as a game, like it's, the story is so intertwined with the gameplay that even if you saw like a list of what happens in the game, it doesn't change the enjoyment because you're it's it's it is very immersive. It does work the way that you get drawn into the world. So right. reading Ellie does X thing is not nearly as motivating or really as interesting as seeing it. So even if I knew this thing happens this time, it would still not have the impact or would not affect the impact that I saw when playing the game, just be the way they've developed like the integration with the story and the mm -hmm. gameplay. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Cause uh, a lot of people talk about spoilers and like, Oh, like what happened? Oh, like who died in the new Avengers movie? Like, Oh no, the whole movie's ruined for me. But, um, First of all, I think that spoilers are sort of that that word is thrown around a lot because a spoiler mm. is something that spoils the experience. But I think that knowing plot points shouldn't be like shouldn't ruin an experience if it's a good experience. Oh, yeah, right. there's, a, there's been a study on this. Like, if a a group of people that know a film's spoilers beforehand can look at how those spoilers are led up to and executed instead of just mm -hmm. what they are in themselves. For sure. Without question. Yep. Um, and as and, for and myself, I think in video games... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no worries. Uh, well, I just want to quickly say, so I... The game wasn't driving... Last of Us Part 2, the game wasn't driving me with me since announcement, so I wasn't ever planning on playing it. Uh, I volunteered to write up the story that the spoilers had leaked uh so i got a chance to go and read it um yeah it it just kind of told me what i already knew about the game's tone so that's, fair. Yeah, that's all i yeah, have to sure. say about that yeah 
And, and yeah. I think that with even more than movies, video games are you doing it. So even seeing a spoiler, it's low, yeah. like you said, Brandon, it's, it's, it's like a whole new level of you don't get that same sort of integration until you're playing the game. Um, any last thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2 before we move on to The Last of Us TV series? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 will, I will kind of mirror cool on this one where it is a divisive game and it is a game that, that as Liam said, it might not be for everyone. There are some... There are some scenes even early on that could be hard for some people. And if you're used to just kind of like Call of Duty level of mature, this is not that. This feels much more grounded. And as such, it feels more impactful and a little bit more a little bit more difficult to watch. So, you know, go in accordingly, but be aware of that fact. Right. And Cole? Adding on to Brendan's point, the level of uncomfortableness has nothing to do with perhaps like sexuality of characters or anything of that sort. It's purely the violence and brutality that is showcased on screen. Cool, cool, cool. That's yeah. Last of Us Part Two. Uh, speaking of that, that visceral violence and maybe adapting it, we know now that the the first episode of the the adaptation is going to be directed by um, Johan Rank, who is the guy who directed Chernobyl, which is a fantastic miniseries. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is dark not. as hell. Yeah, it seems like the perfect um, the perfect pick because Chernobyl is sort of a retelling of the Chernobyl disaster, but in a very um, I I I would Horrific say a very body horror way. Yeah, it, 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 in a way that's very fitting of The Last of Us sort of tone. Like if it's, if if you end up playing The Last of Us and like, you know, I want more stories like this that sort of, you know, make me feel things uh, in that sort of way. Then, uh, if it Chernobyl makes you feel story. hopeless, then yes. Yeah, if you like feeling hopeless, that's, a, that's definitely a big one there. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just want to mention that because we're talking about Last of Us. Um, and we also, before we close off this segment and dump, jump into the PlayStation 5, we had, a, we had a few hardware reviews go up this week on cgmagonline.com, um, mainly the Razer Kishi and the Sennheiser GSP370. So, mm-hmm. Brendan, you reviewed the Kishi. What is a Kishi? It's, it makes your regular smartphone into a Switch. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. Oh yeah, what was it? was it the Play Vice that I reviewed a couple years ago? The that Game is very Vice. similar to that. Game Vice, yes. Oh, fun fact: this is made by Game Vice under license from Razer. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So they so wouldn't like me again. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a really good job. The buttons feel really tight. The sticks are really sharp. Um, it fits most. It fits most smartphones as long as they're not nonsensically big. Right. And it, it actually is really easy to kind of you plug it in, it just works. So I have to say, um, even though Game Vice is the one behind it, I think Razer did a great job and make it all feel like a complete package. And right. it's like eighty bucks American, but it, it's good. Yeah, if I can see play, it, if you have yeah. the Razer phone, then uh, it's it's probably a good thing for you to get because that's sort of like it works on my OnePlus Eight. Like, oh, it works okay. On, oh, I also will mention that with so many streaming services, yeah, I tried it with I tried it with Stadia and I tried it at XCloud and it worked on both perfectly. So. Nice. If you were looking to find something to play your games on the go and mm. play all these um, different streaming services, it's it's good for that. Cool. So yeah. sorry for bringing up Stadia. Uh, yeah, rest I mean, in that's peace. <laughs> although it's still alive. I don't know. I don't really know what's it, it, happening. It is what it is. it is. It is. Yeah, that's all I can say. It is that. very much what it is. Okay, Razer Kishi. If you're if you're a mobile phone gamer, this is yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good attachment there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is a Sennheiser GSP three seventy headset. Uh, which I reviewed. I originally had the review for it. I, I got the headset like what a month or before like two months ago. I think now before quarantine happened, yeah. I, I I picked it up at the office. Yeah, it's been uh, like three months now. <laughs> yeah, so that headset I'm looking at right now is not the original one I got because the original one I got was completely bricked. Um, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, you know, I I got it and I was like, yeah, this just isn't connecting on anything. Like. It, it was for a while and now it's just crackling. So that, that's great. Uh, but Sennheiser sent me a replacement and it worked completely well. No, no, no issues at all. Uh, it's a Bluetooth, you know, wireless um, Sennheiser mm-hmm. headset with a hundred hour battery life, which is insane. If you're looking at like an actual hundred hour battery life, it, it, it's actually it, in my testing, I got like 95 and I was like, okay, well, and I, I, I never turned it off. I haven't turned it off since I got it and I had to <laughs> charge it once. <laughs> So in two months, I've charged it once, and it's just like it's that always is there. Yeah, it, it it is obscene, and it does sort of feel like I I said in my review like a pair of Sennheiser headphones where they're like, oh shoot, we need to make this a gaming headset. Let's add a a crappy mic and like some bezels or something like that. And it like it doesn't look great. The um the mic's not great, but it's a great pair of headphones. And a hundred hours, it's just like okay, 
it's it's perfect for for uh, how for expensive is it? Uh, it's two hundred and fifty dollars, so it is pricey. It, it is a premium product, though. It is it is very premium, but even that, like I I viewed the Lucid Sound, uh, mm. the the newest ones. I really like that, and I was. Were they the S twenty F S forty one? Uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. listen Santa Alice forty ones and I was impressed and it had a, by its twenty five hour battery life Bluetooth yeah. it was it was in a similar price bracket too uh okay. it, it's times five I mean listen Santa has a better mic a better sort of look to it but a hundred hours for gaming it's it gets the job done and uh, Sennheiser's a great audio uh, company okay. so nice. yeah if you got the money and you don't really care about the, the mic it's it's, it's really don't care about it, money if sure. you just like burning money then that's yeah if you like burning <laughs> money I have many links for you oh my gosh yeah. I, there's a there's a Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc from Japan right now. Uh, it's like just like the original TV show. So you you play a card down and it makes the sound, and like it's got the life counter. I mean Cole knows all about this, and uh, it's not available in Canada. And the cheapest you can find it on eBay is for like 500 American. So I mean that's uh, basically they're basically giving it away at that price. I know. So if anybody wants to send one, um, I'll dox myself right just now. Just Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 But yeah, that is it for our first segment of the Pixels and Ink podcast. But don't go anywhere because the main event is up next, and the main event is the PlayStation 5 reveal presentation. We have thoughts. We have opinions. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Pixels and Ink, CG Mag Online's official podcast. That was a lovely break. I, I had a wonderful time. I, I'm, you know, I know that I know that the other cast members have, but just in case you don't know who they are, I'm here with Brendan Fry, Cole Watson, and Liam Ferguson. How are you all doing? Now, did I'll you, answer you at the name? same time. I, hi, I'm Alex. Oh, did I even say that at the beginning of the show? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you've stayed this long, you now know who the mystery voice starting off the show is. Hi, mm-hmm. I'm Alex Hansiak, and I watched the PlayStation 5 reveal presentation this week. Yeah, it ask, was long. Ask me anything. It was long. It was, I, the buzz was that it was going to be an hour long, and then it was going to be an hour of sort of like interviews and stuff. But yeah. they just sort of like did, what was it, two hours of, of game after game after game it after game? It was like game? an hour and 20 I want to say yeah, it felt like two hours. Yeah, it wasn't quite two hours, but it was it long-ish. was an, yeah an hour fifteen hour twenty. That sounds right. Yeah, and they announced you know they announced the PlayStation Five console, which we'll get to in a yeah. second. But they announced twenty four games, and I'm just going to read those out quickly as okay. quickly as I can. We have Grand Theft Auto Five, lovely game. I hear it's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart, Project Athea, Stray, Returnal, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Destruction All-Stars, Goodbye Volcano High, Oddworld Soulstorm. Okay, before we go Light. any further, yeah, um, Destruction All-Stars was just millennial the game, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't okay, worry. Conti- continue. We'll right, spotlight right. on that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, Jet the Far Shore, Godfall, Hitman 3, Solar Ash, Astro's Playroom, Little Devil Inside, NBA 2K21. That's right, folks. They made another sports game. So brave. <laughs> brave, brave, brave. Bug Snacks, which, yep. Demon Souls, Deathloop, <laughs> Resident Evil 8 Village, Pragmata, and to kick off the show, not to kick off the show, to end off the show, Horizon Forbidden West. So yeah. a lot of games in really packed into this uh, hour and 20 minutes. I do want to quickly just, just take a minute to hear mention that some of these games were shown before. Like a lot of these, like um, the two Bethesda games, the one, you, what was the one you die and repeat? Um, uh, Deathloop? Yeah, Deathloop was yep. announced last E3 and then um, Tokyo Soul Stealer. Uh, uh, Ghostwire. Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or as it's known in Canada, um, Ghostwire Stealing Tokyo. I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. Just anyways, said actually. I, I said Tokyo Ghost Stealer, but Tokyo anyway. Ghost. Stealer. That, that that sounds pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like but those were announced ghosts. last year, right? And uh, then uh, we had uh, Oddworld Soul Storm. Soul Storm. I played that last year, <laughs> um, so I knew that one existed. Yeah. I uh, think uh, <clears throat> so. A lot of these games were announced before. Yeah. We're getting confirmation what system they're hitting on, and we're getting confirmation that. These will be a lot of them will be launch titles as well. And, and I think the important thing to notice is that a lot of these games are probably going to be on the Xbox One X. Uh, you know, it's just, they're just being announced first on on Sony. I mean, I'll, then there's also some that definitely aren't. Like Horizon's probably going to be a PlayStation exclusive, being a a, a first party studio kind of thing for for Sony. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're an Xbox fan who's like, man, you know, PlayStation's getting all these games. Chances are you're going to get like eighty percent of them or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, yeah, all the multiplats were sure a lot of PlayStation way. Studios logos. So not quite. I mean, there was a lot of uh, a lot of PlayStation Studios logos. A lot of um, maybe fifty. I don't know. 
like, numbers a lot of so- a, lot of, a lot of Sony logos in general. The yeah. different studios yeah. they own. Yeah. Um, do they own Insomniac now? Yes. Okay, they bought that last year, yeah. right? They did. They yeah. did after Spider Man or before Spider Man? Uh, after. Yeah. It was it was the the giant group where Microsoft was buying everything, and then Sony's like, we should buy studios. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's interesting because at that time when when people are buying those studios, you don't really get the payoff right away. It, no. it is the stuff that's probably paying off now, and is you're seeing in, in, in the presentations like we saw, and with Xbox especially, they were like there was there was I don't know like a, a span of like six months where every week they're yeah. like, oh yeah, a new studio, a new studio, a new studio. Well, but in the um at the E3 was it last year or the year before that they just mm-hmm. literally listed. Here's like 30 studios we just bought. I think right. it might have been last I think year. Two, no, I think was it was two years, years ago, ago because yeah. I'm pretty sure they announced oh, that they bought the was, Hellblade studio I when was, I was last at E3. Right, right. And then they did Bleeding Edge. Uh, they showed it off this year because yeah. it's, by, it's by them. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, very quick before we jump into the, the list of games, uh, what were your expectations going in? And I'll start off with, with Cole, then do Brendan, then Liam, mm, because that's cool. what my screen is showing me. That's uh, fair. But Cole, what did you think of the uh, <laughs> going in? Uh, going into it, I was just, I was just right. There was a lot of expected things that I expected at the show, like Horizon. Uh, I expected to see at least some glimpse of a Spider-Man game. Mm. Um, Resident Evil 8 has been the worst kept secret Capcom has ever had. <laughs> I think um, yeah, that one has been basically worst, leaked but... everything about it. Yeah. 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 So really I was just, I, I wanted to see gameplay today yep. was the big mm-hmm. one especially after that disappointing xbox showcase yep for sure for sure brandon how about you um i wanted to see i wanted this uh, sony and i wanted mike i want microsoft as well to give people a reason to upgrade and i saw it in some of the games they showed but beyond just these games are now on this system i wanted to see more of the features that are exclusive to these new systems right yeah and then, as of right now I mean, Sony's doing those cool, like, weird interstitial things where they show 3D sound and horses running through, like, wavelengths of weird <laughs> mist. Um, but I want to see if people, like, this is a, we're coming out of a pandemic, mm-hmm. and these systems are not going to be cheap, and the games aren't going to be cheap. You need to give people reason to drop five, six hundred bucks. And right. the games looked a little bit more pretty. And I feel this is the generation that's going to be hard to convince people that the PS4 that's going to drop in price is not almost the same thing as the PS5. When you look at screenshots, you look at things like, well, they both kind of look the same unless you know what you're looking for. And I feel right. this might be the generation that's that's going to be hard to convince. For and sure. the showcase, other than Ratchet and the Clank, the ray tracing they had going on in that game, just the smoothness of the animation, I saw it there. But a lot of the other games, I didn't see that. And that didn't sell me as much as I was hoping it would. That's fair. That's fair. How about you, Liam? I had what were your expectations going in. I had fairly high expectations going in. It seemed like, and it still seems like, Sony is poised to win this battle against Microsoft. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not betting on any horse at this point because who knows? Sure. Who knows? That's a good idea. Um. Also, I what think I that Microsoft's wanted... Game Pass service right now is a much better value. And if they carry yes, that, that forward is... to the next generation... For sure. The problem yeah. is that's... I don't know. I just don't know about the back end of that Game Pass thing. How much it, how much of it goes to developers. Like it, it's, it's based on the deal. It's an incredible, ultra-consumer-friendly sure. deal. It's amazing. That and the backwards compatibility are basically the reasons to own an xbox one and i'm Mm -hmm. just not sure if it's sustainable in the same way playstation's uh exclusive games are i'm gonna throw it out there Hmm. uh it is sustainable because microsoft has all the money in the world yeah they do they can go for a while (laughs) burn money just to get it working yeah 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 i do think though right now the um I mean, if the next fl- the Netflix model works, where they can spend five hundred million dollars for a show, the Game Pass model works because most of the games on there are older games, mm-hmm. and the few ones that are newer are Microsoft first party or games they brought in as timed. Ex- they'll only be there for like a month or two, so yep. it kind of gets people interested. So I can see how Microsoft's positioning it as basically 
it's a it's kind of like a Netflix for games. And if you really want the latest stuff, yeah. you buy it. And I, I, I can see how that works. Well, I mentioned uh, Bleeding Edge earlier because that was a game I was very mm. excited about. But there was like, you know, day one, as soon as it released, it was, hey, you can, if you have the pass, you can do it, which yep. I think is good for that game because it's one that I didn't end up liking going forward. But there's enough yeah, stuff there that, that, that you can kind of get, which is, which is really cool. But mm-hmm. enough with this Microsoft talk. We're talking about Sony. <laughs> yeah, apologies. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what yeah, I like... wanted to see was games, and I got to see games. Sure, That's not fair. all the sort of niche stuff that i yeah. i like to see like the like japanese action games and that sort of thing but there was a i was thoroughly impressed by this presentation i think it had in, in an odd yeah. way i don't feel like i'm going to be buying most of these games nope. but i respect no them nope. yeah i don't even know if i'm on board to buy a playstation 5 yet but this is mm-hmm. I mean, my expectations going in, perhaps a bit, uh, I don't know, selfishly, but a, a bit sort of, um, I sort of wanted it to feel like it was an E3 presentation. I wanted it to, because we're not getting that this year, right, obviously, with, like one with, with the pandemic and everything. And for the most part, it did feel like it was a E3 presentation. You do miss a bit from not having um, people walk up awkwardly to the stage and talk about their games. <laughs> I, mean, I do enjoy the awkward walking to stage and not I, knowing how to do it. Koji I really was do. so good. Koji really was do. so good that one year. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you, you you miss out when you don't have a crowd reacting to stuff and sort of puzzled by stuff. So, like, there's a bit of hype. Sure, but, like, Devolver Digital will provide all you need. <laughs> I'm sure they will. But yeah, I was just excited to see what what, what the box looked like, really, and game wise, what what first party titles they they were throwing out there, what kind of stuff they were doing. And for an hour and twenty minutes, it was pretty much nonstop. And as Brendan mentioned, a lot of different genres, a lot of different kind of games. And I think it really showed off that hey, if you're buying a PlayStation Five, it's going to have actually didn't really show up the fast load times or anything like that. But it's going to have a wide well, breadth actually, of games they, at least. They did. They did. Oh yeah. But just once. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you, you know, expectations be damned. They started off with Spider Man, which was enough to get me very excited. I really liked uh, Insomniac's take. It was uh, oh, sorry, Grand Theft Auto, but that doesn't count. Everyone's no, seen they Grand started Theft Auto. with Spider Man. <laughs> Let's just say they started with Spider. Yeah, they're like, oh, the the Grand Theft Auto game you've played everywhere is coming. Like, which I mean, I'm sure it's going to make big money formatted. on PlayStation Five. Well, of it's course, fine. the way that was formatted, it was like that was a paid advertisement that Rockstar paid Sony to just have that at the beginning of their conference. It was you know, it's like formatted differently, like it had a PS4 sticker in the corner and nothing else had that. It wasn't, that was PS4 it game wasn't held yeah. in mm-hmm. by the same uh, bumpers. It didn't have... Well, I guess like the guy who came in afterwards did address it. I think. Well, I can't remember. And, and, and the news was it that was um, such it's... a weird, different thing from the rest of the conference. Yeah, yeah. And the news was it's coming to PS5, and if you have it on PS4 right now, you get like a, I think a million credit, million coins in game currency yep. a month or something like that. So there's. Is it free? For pay- I, I misunderstood. Was it free for PlayStation Five if you own four? Uh, uh, sorry, five on. PS4? So many numbers. Yeah. No, what it is okay. is that... I think? No, what it is is that online is free for the first three months from okay. what I'm hearing. Yeah, so you still have to, you still have to get the game. Because, yeah, because the actual enhanced version of GTA V story mode oh, is no. coming 2021. Yeah. According... What? Let me just read what our article says okay. here. Um, <laughs> its trailer wasn't... Its trailer was instead a collection of scenes from its PlayStation 4 counterpart with suggestions that its GTA Online would be expanded once it releases in 2021. All PS5 owners get GTA Online at launch, while PS4 owners would receive free plus offers starting today. And I believe, and going off script, I believe those free plus offers are 1 million in-game dollars every month to people who own the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't get the currency if you don't have the game. I think is yeah. the is the main thing there. But yeah, it's online's free, so I, I don't really know GTA, but you still have to buy GTA to get online, right? You, you don't have to buy GTA to get online, and okay. there's a lot of microtransactions into GTA Online. That's right. a big cat cow for 2K and Rock. Oh right, yeah, right. It's huge I mean, economy sink into that game. Is it the best selling game of all time? 
Money there wins? are more yeah. sales of GTA Five than there are PlayStation Fours in the wild. Wow. Yep. yep. Over 130 million copies. It, Damn. It's ludicrous. Yeah. So it, Although, it, to be fair, it was it was going for like eight bucks at one point. And yeah, yeah. Epic put it on free for free for a week. Crashed yep. their store. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Epic. They also did Civilization Six. They're they're really trying to get the to be a a Steam competitor, and they're doing it by like, hey, a game you want to play? It's free. Take yeah. it. New Total War, free the day it releases. That is so weird. Shoutouts to good old games which crashed earlier today because Hitman Absolution is free. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Absolution broke it? Oh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, it's not a great sign, actually. What does it say about the good old games people? No. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, CD Projekt well, knows it says this. they have their priorities yeah. in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Let's get into the standout games, and for me, right off yeah. the bat, you get you get Spider Man, you get Miles Morales revealed in Spider Man. Oh, um, this is an expansion and a remaster. Of right, the- it was exciting, me, and then today we learned me, that 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 it's not a full length game; it's more of one yeah, of those side adventures, Jason, like they no, did with actually, Infamous, and like they did with um uh whatever Infamous. the Nathan Drake game is. Oh, uh, yeah. Uncharted, Lost Uncharted, Uncharted. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a slice of life adventure. They haven't really sh- uh, confirmed whether. A Spider-Man PS4 is going to be on PS5. I would say it probably is, and then you can also get this expansion for free well, or something it, it, like it that. Is going to be on Insomniac Games, games has reiterated it is a standalone game. Yeah. So right. like Lost Legacy, this is its own thing. But okay, it's, so, used, it's just an enhanced thing of the same engine and assets as the original yeah. Spider-Man on PS4. But I think right. they also announced that at some point, or some clarification, they announced that the original game would be coming to PS5 or something like that. I haven't heard that yet. But okay. considering how close like Spider-Man has been tied to like PS5 announcements, yeah. I won't be yeah. surprised if that comes. Yeah, and also it's it's similar how Last of Us you know launched on PlayStation Three and then you got a a better looking version on PlayStation Four. I think they do the same thing and then and then also launch the Miles Morales stuff. But yeah. the Miles yeah. Morales stuff said coming I think holiday 2020. So yeah. it, it might not be a launch title, but it'll have to be in that holiday season kind of time. Um, hearing that it's I not a full story launch. has me kind of bummed. Like I, I wanted a full Spider-Man game. Being able to play as Miles and the way it's presented like it's in the presentation, be at least ten hours. So eh, yeah, but that's not a full game anymore. <laughs> I mean, oh I've been spoiled by these like you know forty hours, twenty five hours, all that stuff. So, um, you know, a bit disappointing, but still excited to jump in as, uh, with Miles and everything. Um, how about you, Brandon? What what were some standout standout moments games I mean, from the? Me and Quinn were excited about Demon Souls because right, that game, yeah, Souls. I it looks so pretty. Excited. Oof. It looks weirdly pretty. Like, yeah, like, that's Blue Point. They they're good at that. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looks like Demon Souls, but way better. Oh, it is Demon Souls, but way better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just seeing really the before and after screenshots. Is oh cute. yeah. It's, oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. Even when you get that um, that yeah. last scene of the, the the big kind of hell dragon thing. The yeah. dragon yeah. god. Oh, that's, Holy that heck. looks great. Yeah. Yep. Because the old uh, one, the old game, I, there, I watched, yeah, I watched the original uh, announcement trailer earlier today. Oh boy, he he uh, didn't uh, like the double mouth was a bit more emphasized, but the eyes were not, and it. I think, yeah, this looks pretty good. <laughs> looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I also I mean, like, kind of the... like how the. How the how the Tower Knight, who is mm-hmm. noticeably more pristine and together looking than other Soulsborne bosses, is mm-hmm. fights you in a sunny day in the remake. Yep. Well, in the original game, it was cloudy and it had the game's uh, f- like green filter over it, and it had the PS3 blurriness, and like that fight in particular has been a source of some discussion online, but I think it just, it makes good what the original intention was. I think the original game was a mid-range PS3 game, <laughs> and this is a PS5 game. So they're coming yeah. for a long yeah. way, and they have a lot number, more reasons. Number go up. Number, go up. <laughs> yeah. number yeah, got yeah, up, yeah. went up too, so it's yeah, yeah, automatically yeah. too better. But even then, like whenever I think of uh, even like Bloodborne or Dark Souls Three mm-hmm. or, or or any of those, I don't think of them as pretty games. And this was the it's first fine. time. 
where I, I saw a reveal for for a Soulsborne game where I was like, oh, this is like good looking. This is. I mean, this yeah. is nice. I, I think Hector is from is good at gameplay. Yeah, but they're not from great at, at art design and like art design. Models. No, Liam, art design's fine, but they never look pretty. They no. look unique. Yeah. 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 That's about it's right. Like, yeah. This like, looked pretty. This looked like, oh, I'd watch that movie. Cool. Yeah, and, and, and as someone like if if I feel this is good for someone who's never played a, a Demon Souls or Dark yeah. Souls game, they can look at this game and be like, Oh, like that looks cool. What is mm-hmm. that? Probably gonna be better than base Demon Souls because that again I I've, like that game. I, I really would probably like, like it if I played it, but I've been doing some research <laughs> and I found <laughs> a <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> Yeah. Liam, I've I played. Yeah, I sorry, I I just missed. I missed the game. I would love uh, to Liam, play it. But there's I'm no reason Liam. now. I've played <laughs> that game for over 180 hours. So Excellent. yes, that game is wow. fantastic, and I and farmed gonna way too many it. souls. There's going to be yeah. more of it. Blue Point is assuredly going to be adding some, adding the uh, the cut world. So that's three more levels. Um, I'm down. That, I'm down yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to clown with all this. It's, down it's, I'm, to, I'm, I'm down. very down. <laughs> Cole, other than Demon yeah. Souls and the Spooderman. Any, oh, yeah. Any <laughs> what are we excited about? Did we lose Cole? Hello? Yeah, we lost me for a bit. I'm back now. Okay. Hey, Cole, what, what games you like, huh? Uh, so, uh, I was really impressed by Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I think oh. that is definitely the next gen title. Yeah. I was even my when I was talking about showing what this console can do, that was the only real game that said, yep. yeah, this you can't do this on PS4. You Which is can't. so weird yep. that it would be a Ratchet and Clank game that would yep. do, push the limits of a console or show off it, the sort of it potential of it. That but Sony just told Insomniac, "Hey, make this the tech demo game." And they did. And you I can mean, see it. I really want an Act 3, but I can accept it. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. That's more well, holiday 2021. Act 3. No one wants For Literally, reasons. no one wants an Act 3. Yeah. Except Except Mark, Sony. <laughs> Mark Sony really wants an Act 3. Literally I no mean, if they ever do another PlayStation All-Stars, they could throw Knack in there to fill out the roster. I don't want that. You got Ice Knack. I don't want that. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that either. I mean, I'm, glad... I, I'm okay with the new PlayStation All Stars, but I want I'd rather they left split out. Ratchet and Clank, and I play as Clank. I'd rather just anything, like leave a character out. Yes. Like, ah, we don't have enough characters. That's fine. What was Nakia? <laughs> no, Nakia doesn't need to be there. It's fine. Yeah, we'll have yep. seven characters it's instead. The most That's totally fine. Intense snub ever. But I haven't played yep. a Ratchet and Clank game since the PlayStation Two, and I remember really liking um, that one and having the, the one most on PS4 moments. Is good. The one what? on PS4, the one on PS4, like oh, the yeah? remake. Yeah, the remake. I That's believe good. my younger brother went for 100% on that remake. No, it, it's, it is fantastic, actually. And I like the single player in Ratchet & Clank, but I, I really enjoyed the multiplayer. I, I, I don't it know if that's something they've kept beyond the PlayStation 2 version, but it was a sort of like base building, robot building, yeah. big map kind of thing. Lots I've of fun. never heard of this. Uh, it looks it's really good. It's only on the PS2, one of the PS2 ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, my brother and I got into Ratchet & Clank on... Uh, uh, in the PS3 generation, through rentals mostly, I think we own we own a couple we, now. But we just take uh, a minute to yeah. remember game rentals. Remember that was a thing. Never happened, yep. Brendan. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Those audience. were the good old days. Blockbuster was never a thing. Nope. Sneaking nope, past, nope. sneaking Tales of Symphonia past my parents because I wasn't a teenager yet. And that disc, oh boy, oh dear, that that disc was in a bad state. Ooh, Liam, I, was gonna throw- I had to. <laughs> That's what I had to do to play that yeah. game. You make me seem really old. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, remember uh, NHL 2007, my first video game? Oof. Those yep, were the I'm days. out. Those were the soundtrack. My first game was Super Mario Brothers on the original NES, which is now But you played it a long way after I did. But he played it on the Game Boy Color. I don't know. My first game was I mean, a weird I had the net. I had the Mario Bros. My first Duck game was playing outside. Got him. Gun. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. anyways, anyway. back to 
yeah, yeah. Now that you made me feel like I'm an ancient dinosaur, yeah, let's go yeah. back to the thing. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. What, what was a game ah. that you enjoyed from this presentation? Uh, me? Yes. Um, well, Bloodborne looks pretty good. There was no Bloodborne. Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> I saw yep. Bloodborne. Okay, so oh, Resident, Evil 8. Resident, Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, that's, you mean the uh, Order 1886? Yeah, <laughs> oh some, uh, cost, some say Cosm. Uh, it's uh, like, I mean, man, you remember that one shot when the big dude with the axe jumps up? jumps off the building that's just raw bloodborne that enemy is in the first area i mean <laughs> the answer is i'm sure more resident evil I'm so sure. so i was this was the game that i thought looked the worst of all it the games great. it did it, it looked like the order 1886 so, or, or whatever um, that is so the game's website currently says that it is set for a 2021 tentative release date, which means either late 2021 or 2022, because it's very clear from this footage that it is early. It is not running well yet. Oh, um, was it stuttering? Yes. I yeah, mean, it, it was. It looked, but there was it no was there was like no struggling text to hold that... like 15 frames per second. There was, was some text saying that it was an alpha build. They were just like, rough. this is this is a game. And yeah. I was like, oh, is the PlayStation 3 back? I've, and then they're like, I've heard Resident that, Evil. Uh, I've heard that Resident Evil 8 has restarted development at least once. So that makes sense why it's not very... It doesn't look as far along as it should be. And even though... And they... There is a very real chance that there wasn't any real gameplay in there. And it was all just vertical slice but, stuff because it had I mean, if to it's be. a vertical, if it was a vertical slice and it was just pre-recorded why was it stuttering yeah yeah <laughs> it's it, yeah. like just i mean I do, I, trailer and don't I, worry about it like, i forgot to set the bit right <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh darn and, and and i understand like wanting to show off to having a resident evil 8 in this like thing so people be like oh it's coming soon but i think this is one of those instances where you'd be better off with just doing a, like a title flashcard and having a developer talk for a second, like, like l sort of like what Nintendo did with Metroid Prime, where they're like, yeah. "Yep, it's coming in like nine years, but I mean, it's coming." Could, what they could have done is just had a like, had like a pan over shot, a monster roar, the title card, and they say, "Yeah, yeah it's coming." Coming like, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Because as much as this is we're talking about it right now, it's not because we're like, "Oh, this looks like a great game," or "I'm excited for this remaster." It's like, "Oh, they'd better save this before it comes out because." Yeah, it looks it looks rough. It looks Which, like. Mean, it was a PS4 game. They're like, what if we slap PS5 on it? Because we're not going to be ready for PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what wow. it felt like. It felt like, yeah, we were supposed to have come out this year. We're not doing, we're not getting, that's not happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now a PS5 game. Yeah. Make it a thing. I'm excited <laughs> to see if it launches with a new PSVR though. Because that was yeah. one of the definitive VR experiences was, was Resident Evil 7. I mean, I'm going to throw right. it out there, Cole. That was one of the only... Very true, see. Brendan. Very hey, true. Super, what, what, whatever that super fighting robot game is, hot. super hot. Super that is a well. That's, that's a not fighting robots. That's that's the weird that's time mechanic one. Thing. But the one oh, then what am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah, that is super hot. Then I just no, can't uh, there was a right when it launched. There was like a, an esports game where you tried to. It was like basketball, but you were in mechs. Something yeah, like mechs or something yeah. like that. I love, uh, you know, launching an eSport on VR is a very bold move. Yeah. I respect them for doing it. But I will say the best VR game is uh, Everybody Golf. It's wonderful. It's calming. I got to play it at the PSVR showcase in, in, in New York, and it was just like, oh, this is just like Hot Shots Golf in VR. There's no motion sickness. You're just hitting a golf club, and it's fun. So That's all it needs to be. It's a system seller. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the real one. Uh, for me, well, the, the game that sort of stood out to me most, or, or one of them that did, was was Goodbye Volcano High, which was the sort of like anthropomorphic animals in high school uh, narrative adventure game, coming of age stuff. And I was like, oh, this is probably going to be well reviewed and sort of sort of my yeah. my style of stuff. So it was uh, very visually striking. Cool. It was it, it was a neat look. It, but again, it's not like a lot of these games are really neat. 
But they don't show me why I need a PS5. Did you see NBA 2K21? Did you see the sweat on that fake person <laughs> captured in engine? I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want 20 people. I yeah. don't want more 20 people. Yeah. And I mean, I, Bug Snacks, as as um, interesting as it is, is not a, hey, buy a PS5 for this. No. Because, you know, for the makers of Octodad or anything. Yeah. And that's really what it was. It was, it was a series of games being like, this is what you can play right away while, while we figure out how to make things prettier or... I don't know. It was the messaging was here's a lot of games, but really, like you guys said, only Ratchet and Clank was one where you're like, oh, this looks like a next gen console or something along those lines, at least. But also, most of those games we saw will be launching on everything else. They'll probably yeah. launch on PS4 for a lot of them. It'll be, the, the, a lot of them are going to get bad Switch ports. So without question, <laughs> no bad Switch ports. That's what I really want to see. So I mean, uh, sure. Yeah. Like, it also was very the one problem I have with this presentation. It was very confusing what was exclusive, what was just a game they're showing that might run on the PS5, yeah. and what was the first-party title beyond the Sony logo. There's and what was like, a full-play Spider-Man game, or what yeah. was a little you know 10-hour adventure? Or uh, The messaging on the presentation wasn't clear. It was better than Xbox's, where it was just like, I don't know, here's like five games, and we're done. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, Xbox's, like, their big event is still happening in July. Yeah. But yeah. the issue is that they're their previous event they sort of build as like, yeah, this is our first look at Xbox, which is what this was. This was the first look at PlayStation. And yeah. this definitely did better than that. But this one might be less impactful after the Xbox event when you see, oh, like yeah. I've seen this game already. It's it's coming here too. What are the main differences that we're getting here? Between and, I, the consoles? and I think the biggest problem was you need someone to say, hey, Xbox does this, we do this. Right. Hey, if you want to play this game you sh- showed you here, this is why it only works on PS5. Like, you need that. Because yep, yep, yep. I know tech. And I look at the stuff, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I need a PS5 for this. I, I can't tell. Yeah. And I know the systems. I, I've wor- I've been around for three console generations. I've been, like, around for three console launches in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see a reason. I didn't see why bother. And I mean, right. I'm sure there is a reason, other than Ratchet & Clank. <laughs> but they're having a hard time showing it. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, Cole might have a better answer to that than me. Uh, well, as I said that, like, Ratchet and Clank was definitely my show stealer for showing gameplay and showing the quality of the graphics and stuff. Uh, Horizon is definitely going to be just as impressive, I think. But uh, it, it's really that console transitions are a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, like... We're so used to seeing a big boom in graphics, but right now I think for next gen it's performance based for me. Mm, is I want to see sixty FPS. I want to see different resolutions. I want to see, see faster loading times on both yeah. new games and on backwards compatible games. And I would love more user control. Something like presets that would allow me to prioritize frame rate or graphics. Which but I think that, there, and there, there was something about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. But but it is a matter of either or. So there, there's speculation that it's like, oh, you can either have, you know, good frames or you can, you know, ha- have the other one. But Good frames or graphics. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like a PC and these are yeah. PCs. But because PC tech is already where the PS5 is, yeah. you can already get games to, that look this good just by cranking the settings way up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like interesting. Minecraft that... has ray tracing now, so you know. <laughs> it really does. It really does have ray tracing. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, as these consoles are getting more powerful, the differences between them and and a PC are like, it's like, why are you buying this console other than the fact that it has some exclusives and it's in a box and connect to your TV? And that's really the selling yeah. point, I think, for it. But also I mean, the also... nostalgia and stuff that you're like, hey, it's an Xbox. I like I like having consoles and stuff. But also I'm gonna put out there to get a PC that is better than these um, consoles. Yeah, is an expensive proposition. Oh, it def- yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, rig is over big... what two grand now. Yeah. Oh God, don't. Ah, uh, what is yeah. it? It's better. Two My grand. Yeah, yeah. The video cards we are running right now are over two grand. Yeah, and no, I mean, so our video cards alone are a grand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the good news no, is, is like for, for consoles. 
I, I guess is, you know, you, you buy a PS5 at launch, and sure, they're going to come out with PS5 Pro, but you'll be able to play every game probably on it, right? For yeah. six or seven years, which is for, even if it is six or 700 bucks compared to a PC, that is a great value when you're looking at it at that. But I think it does get muddy when the main selling point of your console is that it's a slight graphics uh, bump or, or frame bu- bump and uh, slower load times. I mean, faster load times, jeez. Um, I mean, you can put a solid state hard drive in your PS4 right now. You can. Yeah. As you're listening to this podcast. doesn't just... work as well. I mean, it won't. It doesn't have the bandwidth or the memory bus to do it justice. But you can. You can make yeah. load time in like a quarter of what they take now. Yeah. It's how will they do integration on the developer side now that really takes advantage of that hardware for sure and i mean we talked about it last episode but that epic sort of um reveal that they did at the was it the xbox event they did that yep uh, they showed off the xbox they showed off like the unreal engine 5 um it it looked really good like if if games can do that and it'll take a couple years for that 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 is good but i I don't know if it's enough to get people to buy a playstation 5 this holiday season especially with you know the the pandemic people losing jobs and all that kind of stuff but we haven't talked about the box yet what do you guys think of this uh box that's been heavily memed already it looks like a lot of things including seto kaiba from the Yu-Gi-Oh anime yeah you sent that to me alex yeah it's (laughs) you guys like how it looks This is the console generation I go all digital. I hate how the disk drive looks on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really looks like they've made a console and they're like, shoot, we forgot the disk drive. Let's just put it in on the front. Hello? And then it, like, it takes up so much Hello? space. Hello? Yeah. Huh? Lost Alex. Oh, my God. Yeah, could you just say you just that line again? It looks like blank. It looks like blank. No, <laughs> it 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 looks like a a console that they were like, okay, we're done, and then they're like, we need to add a disc drive. Yikes! Yeah. Let's put it in the front. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I I am I am <laughs> an old school ghoul, and I gotta go with the disc drive. Just just how I do things and if this console has, supports a supports multiple generations of backwards compatibility I gotta have that disk drive <laughs> I, yeah I, I guess if uh, yeah I, I guess if you have PS4 discs and it is backwards compatible then that is something you can do um, yeah. but yeah like so you know the, the reveal happened does it change your excitement for the PlayStation 5 before it and, a- and after and I'll start with I'll start with Liam then do Cole and Brandon It doesn't Are you really more change now? my sorry it doesn't really change my excitement at all though my excitement was already fairly high because I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped about the the increase in in speed and what that means for game design it allows developers to not have to waste players' time with disguised loading screens. Um, and I I feel like this will be the console generation that is better for developers than consumers because it'll let them do whatever they want to do. That's what I've been hearing from from developer people it's that this this console gave them what they were asking for and what that is is not necessarily visible to the average consumer so i don't know if i'm gonna get the thing at launch but i'm probably gonna get it at some point well nice i plan to get it at some point cool 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 um my excitement uh I'm definitely going to get this. I don't know about day one or anything. Uh, of the next-gen consoles, PlayStation 5 is where I go mainly for exclusives. And PC yeah. is essentially my Xbox Series X already. My hardware is already yes. up to next-gen standard. Same. Well, not not that part for me, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Brandon, how about you? Are you more excited? At the... I mean, I'm at the exact point I was at the start. It... it... <laughs> It looked exactly like I thought it would look in a weird way, and it didn't really show me anything that... I know what the specs are, so I know why I'd be excited, but I didn't see it right. in those trailers to really justify it yet. Yep. 
I am plus one excitement, if only because we get a new generation of consoles, and hopefully that means uh, you know a lot of new stuff, new IPs, and, and then stuff going forward. I don't know if I'll be buying a PlayStation Five because you know having a PC you're kind of kind of set on that, but yep. we'll see about that. And I think that wraps up this episode of uh, Pixels and Ink. Thank you, thank you guys so much, for Alex. stopping by. Yeah, yeah we you know we you. talked Last of Us, we talked PS Five reveal, and uh, a lot more news coming in the coming days. And we're still waiting for Nintendo's sort of E3 presentation. We're still waiting for Xboxes. But in uh, the meantime, you know, keep waiting where, can they, where can people find you, Liam? Uh, you can find me at, at RogueMClone on Twitter. Nice. Um, at Cole? At Kaiser underscore Watson. And Brendan Fry, where can people find you? BFry26 on Twitter and anything else you want to find me on. Wow, anything else you want to find him on? That's very ominous, exciting. That's literally YouTube. my username for everything, so. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Alex Hansik on Twitter, all socials. And you can read all our writing, all our info. And you can ch- click on this podcast on cgmagonline.com. Although if you're clicking it there, you probably already know that. Have a fantastic weekend, rest of your day, rest of your week, whatever it is. And we'll be back with another exciting episode next week. <laughs>